Hello, my name is Andrew Wetzel. I'm a full-time agent with Long & Foster. I'm also a realtor, an associate broker, an ethics instructor, and a mediator. I've been moving sellers and buyers since 1996. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. During my 21-plus years working with sellers and buyers, regardless of the economy, the type of market, or the current technology, many of my clients have asked me the same similar core set of questions. While my answers may have changed over time, the basic process of buying and selling real estate has remained the same. It is a people business revolving around sales with all the dynamics you might expect when two or more people are trying to negotiate an outcome acceptable to everyone involved. Today's question is how do I price my house? Pricing is more art than science and its importance cannot be overstated. Every house has a price at which it will sell and different buyers may see different values when you think about real estate. The asking price is one of four tools or components used to market any product, including real estate, and it's the only one that a seller really controls. The others are location, the features and condition of the house, and how the house is marketed or exposed to the public. Most sellers will not or cannot make substantial changes to their house, and the internet has changed how we market real estate. Here are three different pricing perspectives for sellers to consider. Number one, what is the market telling you? An agent can do a CMA, which is a comparative or competitive market analysis, to tell you what is going on within your local market. Who is your competition? When you pick your asking price, you pick your competition, meaning the houses that buyers will consider along with yours. A house should be priced to compete based on its location, its features, and its condition, or prospective buyers may be able to find similar houses for less money or get more for your same price. When interest rates are low, buyers will qualify for larger loans and may be willing to spend more to get more rather than making upgrades later. Buyers may not offer you the opportunity to negotiate your price. Know your competition in terms of what they have to offer and at what price. What is under contract? What has been selling? A good agent will keep you informed. Number two, Sellers pick the price, but buyers determine the value. As I mentioned before, when you price your house, you determine your competition. Pick wisely and stay on top of the evolving market. Buyers and appraisers can be very objective. A good agent will help their clients stay focused and balanced. You cannot assume that you will get a chance to negotiate the price, especially if your local market has houses offering more in the way of nicer or newer features in better condition at your same price, or offering what you have at a lower price. Buyers will take their time to compare and evaluate. Buying real estate is an emotional decision justified with logic. A seller who is getting no showings or showings but no offers may have a pricing problem. If you decide or are told to lower your price, think about what you're doing or you could be throwing your money away for no reason. Will your new price motivate buyers who already know about or have seen your house? Or will it reposition your house strategically so that a new group of buyers will know your house is available? Again, the importance of pricing cannot be overstated. Most buyers shop online for real estate. If they find houses they like in their search results, priced lower than yours, they may never adjust their criteria upward to find your house. That being said, perhaps what you have is really a marketing problem. If you do, buyers who could or should be interested in your house may not even be aware it's on the market because they are not seeing your house in their search results. Think the term Google search. 
If that's the case, a price reduction may not be necessary, and lowering your price will not solve the real underlying marketing problem. I will offer more on this in a later podcast. The third factor to consider is will your house appraise? The two biggest hurdles in selling real estate are the inspections and the loan approval, which includes a property appraisal. Buyer remorse after an inspection can be overcome through negotiation, meaning that a seller agrees to do some repairs or they offer a buyer a credit or both parties agree to adjust the selling price. Qualifying for a loan requires that a buyer understand what will happen and when. Hopefully, a solid pre-qualification will lead to a full approval. However, a low appraised value, meaning that the sales price is not justifiable based on the local market, is hard to overcome. Unless an error is found in the paperwork, either the seller has to agree to lower their selling price or the buyer has to bring more of their own money into the sale. Sellers may be limited by what they owe or what they need to make a move. Many buyers will not agree to using more of their own money if the property does not appraise for what they offered. Potential appraisal problems can be avoided by setting a realistic asking price. The purpose of the appraisal is to protect the lender's financial investment by making sure that the loan makes sense based on recent sales of similar properties. It's hard to deny that that makes sense given past mortgage losses. So to conclude, in terms of what you should do to price your house, the three things to consider, what is the market telling you? Remember that while you pick your price, the buyers determine the value, and they'll do that by comparing your house to others. And the final factor is, will your house appraise? Thank you for listening to this podcast, and as I always like to say, hire wisely.